Welcome back to Schoolyard Sports Podcast. I'm the host of this podcast, Lane Frank. We're now in episode 145. Yes, we're 145 episodes through. I got action-packed episode planned for you. A lot going on in the NBA, and it felt great week 10 we had there. College football, last two weeks of the regular season. Right now, a little bit of college basketball, MLB, some free agency news, Shohei Otani. A lot more. Stay tuned for an action-packed episode 145. Let's hop into it. Let's start off episode 145, how we always do with our headlines in the NBA. First thing to go over in the NBA, the James Harden news. Obviously, James Harden gets traded about two weeks ago from Sixers to Los Angeles Clippers, and people are thinking, whoa, Sixers got robbed. What a great deal this is for the Clippers. Well, Clippers are completely falling apart right now and struggling. Yes, it is the first few weeks of the season, but they are struggling while the Philadelphia 76ers are on absolute tear as we speak. You've seen guys like Tyrese Maxey get 50 points. He never had 50 points. Never came near a 50-point game when James Harden was there. There's more function on this team. There's more chemistry on this team. It is a better team without James Harden. Can't say the same for the Los Angeles Clippers. You have divas all across the team. Kawhi Leonard, whether you want to think it or not, he's a diva. Doesn't like to play much, injury-wise. Otherwise, doesn't talk much to his teammates. You can consider that something else. Paul George takes bad shots, bad points in the game. Russell Westbrook, don't even get me started on him. You mix in James Harden to that team. Tyron Lewis is a good head coach. Can he contain all this? As a former player, that's what I'm interested in right here. Nick Nurse is going off in Philadelphia. That's great for him right there. But for Harden and the Clippers, they're struggling, everybody. Another team that is thriving right now in the NBA, Dallas Mavericks. They're 8-2 on absolute tear. Luka Doncic playing great. They're second in the West to Denver Nuggets right now. Denver Nuggets also 8-2. Los Angeles Lakers sitting at 5-5 five five right now. They could be playing way better than they are. And some people are like, maybe it's time to get rid of Anthony Davis. Maybe it's time to try something new. Maybe it's time to get rid of that 2020 championship formula and move on to what 2024 can be. This season, 2023-2024, let's win that championship. Not the Anthony Davis, LeBron James, and a bunch of mediocre players that we had in 2020 type of championship. No shade to Davis Caldwell Pope, Dwight Howard, any of those guys, but they were mediocre. That's something right there. Maybe it's time to switch some things up. Darren Ham, you're a good head coach. Want to keep your job as Los Angeles Lakers head coach? Switch some things up. Because guess what? Bronny's coming to the league next year, potentially. He's going to be draft eligible. What if LeBron wants to go play with him? What if he wants to leave the Los Angeles Lakers and go play with Bronny? What happens then? Does he just leave the Lakers high and dry and go play with a random team? Not out of the equation. Lakers struggling right now. Time to get things figured out. It's very early to do a trade. Saw it with James Harden. That's a rare case. Just thinking, down the way, is this how you want to be as a team? Do you want to be mediocre? Do you want to be sitting at 5-5? Five and five? Do you want to be 7th in the West? 6th in the West? 8th in the West? For about the third straight year? Or do you want to be top 4? Do you want to be top 3? Do you want to be sitting at number 1 at the end of that regular season and not have to do an uphill climb to get into that final spot? It's my take right there. On the headlines in the NBA, sports to the NFL, action-packed week. The Bears, they might be the biggest winners of the week because they got a good win for their team. Tyson Badger played well, and they beat the Carolina Panthers, who they have first-round pick. Carolina Panthers get a loss. That's a win for the Bears, and the Bears won that game. Matt Eberflus keeps his job for another week, if not, I think he's one of the biggest bonehead coaches in the NFL right now. But for the Panthers, Frank Reich, Adam Thielen, Bryce Young. Formula doesn't seem to be cooking, everybody. Doesn't seem to be working for the Carolina Panthers. You watch the film. 
It's not Bryce Young's fault. It's not Adam Thielen's fault. Probably the offensive line's fault. Probably on Frank Gregg, too. Maybe it's the defense's fault, but no. Defense isn't so bad. They just beat CJ Stroud and the Houston Texans. You look at the games. You look at the film. He has no time to throw the ball, Bryce Young. That's a mistake. You can't write him off yet. You can't say, Bryce Young's not better than CJ Stroud. No, CJ Stroud has a good sportcast. He's a great head coach. He's an amazing defense. He has good receivers, Nico Collins. That's one thing right here with Bryce Young. But for the Bears, good win for you. Next game of the week in the NFL, an early Sunday morning game in Germany for the Indianapolis Colts versus the New England Patriots. Some people were saying if the New England Patriots don't win this game, if they lose in ugly fashion, then maybe Bill Belichick doesn't get on that plane back to America. Now, they did lose that game. They did lose in ugly fashion, and they did lose it in a way that probably goes on Bill Belichick. Mac Jones played terrible. Bailey Zappi played terrible. Defense, 10 points. But still, this team's struggling at such an insane rate right now. We're going to talk about Bill Belichick a lot in this episode. This team is struggling. It needs a change of scenery, whether it's for Bill Belichick, whether it's for Mac Jones. Mac Jones does not look like an NFL starting quarterback, and he frankly hasn't since his rookie season. He has not. This is a guy who forced Cam Newton out of the NFL, and now he can't even play starting quarterback football. Something's got to give. What's it going to be? Is it the running game for the Patriots? Is it the offensive line? It's Mac Jones' terrible decisions. Bill Belichick has his defense role, and they only gave up 10 points. What's the issue? They figured out this New England Patriots team, the most historic franchise in NFL history. Potentially. Tom Brady built up that legacy. Robert Kraft wants to keep that legacy going. Maybe it's time to get rid of old Bill Belichick. Grace head coach in NFL history. Just a thought right there. The Houston Texans on a bit of a higher note beat Cincinnati Bengals on Sunday. CJ Stroud beat his former fellow Ohio State quarterback, Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow likes to say they went to school at Ohio State and played football at LSU, was the backup at Ohio State. CJ Stroud, two great years starting at Ohio State. Couldn't beat Michigan. Let's go. Go blue. I got my Michigan shirt on right now. Free Harbaugh. Talk about that a little bit later. But CJ Stroud, great one that was for you on Sunday. Looking like one of the best players in the NFL. Great touchdown and interception ratio. Sitting at 15-1 right now. It's one of the best we've seen in years for any player. Not just a rookie quarterback. Playing great. Kind of reminds me of the Patrick Williams second year he had in 2018 in the NFL. They kind of gave him that gap year to sit behind Alex Smith. But that was his second year. CJ Stroud's rookie season. He's playing like an MVP level. Patrick Mahomes, 17 touchdowns, 8 interceptions this season. CJ Stroud, 15 touchdowns, 1 interception. I think Stroud's stats look better. He might be MVP over Mahomes this season, looking like that candidate. For the Vikings, they got another great win on Sunday, shutting down the New Orleans Saints. Josh Dobbs played great. This is the guy, Josh Dobbs, nobody expected to do well. Last season, when I saw Josh Dobbs starting for the Tennessee Titans, I said, why is Josh Dobbs starting the NFL? I have not seen this guy make a meaningful play since he did against Georgia in 2016 at Tennessee, making that Hail Mary. Then they fell off that season. I thought there was no chance Josh Dobbs would still even be playing football at this point in his life. Finished college 2016. He's playing football in 2023. It's impressive for a guy who was a third-string quarterback for about 10 years. I would expect someone like Deshaun Kaiser to be in the NFL over Josh Dobbs at this point. Probably don't even know who Deshaun Kaiser is because he fell off. Josh Dobbs didn't fall off. Great one on Sunday over New Orleans Saints. Let's see if he can keep it going. Dobbs, they're doing great. Next team, doing pretty well right now. Pittsburgh Steelers. Say what you want about this offense. Offense coordinator, Matt Canada. They're 6-3. and three. I'm going to make a hot take right here. They're kind of looking like Super Bowl contenders. I told this to my brother the other day. I said, the Steelers look like Super Bowl contenders. They're 6-3. and three. They're probably going to make the playoffs. He said, are out of your mind? I said, yeah, probably. But Matt Canada, one of the worst offense coordinators in the NFL. George Pickens hasn't been playing great. Kenny Pickett hasn't been playing great. But they find a way to win. 
They find a way to be in every single game that they're in. Now, there's any game, any given Sunday, that they're going to lose, you think, to the worst team in the NFL. They play the Panthers tomorrow. There's a slight chance. I think there's even some people that would pick Panthers to win that game solely based off how the Pittsburgh Steelers play on some days. But if you put them against the Chiefs and the Eagles, some people might argue they're going to win that game because of how good that defense is. Because of how good a coach Mike Tomlin is. Good one for the Steelers. They're sitting at 6-3 and three right now. Buccaneers, Baker Mayfield, he's looking like a reliable NFL quarterback. Will Levis, can't say the same. Go in for the Buccaneers over the Titans. Niners, they get their mojo back, destroying Jacksonville Jaguars. Jaguars, good team, got a playoff win last year. Sitting at 6-3. They're sitting comfy, even after a 34-3 loss. Big boost right here, though, for San Francisco 49ers. Cleveland Browns, they got a great come from behind win against Baltimore Ravens. Now, Sean Watson, not playing his best football, but they're finding a way to win. I like it. Ravens, really, really good team. Bad loss right there. Got to hold on to some of these games. There have been too many games in the past years that the Ravens have had massive leads, and they lost them. Have to keep on to that lead. I'm shocked. I was shocked to see that. Browns won that game over the Baltimore Ravens. Arizona Cardinals, Kyler Murray, picked him up in fantasy for me. Whew! Great game he had. This is exciting for Arizona Cardinals fans. You got good head coach Jonathan Gannon. Despite having two wins, I like Jonathan Gannon as an NFL head coach. He's got fire in his belly. His mojo. Good team. Kyler Murray. Coming back from torn ACL, plays great. He's still got the wheels, even after a torn ACL. Cardinals, let's go. The Lions are sitting at 7-2 right now. That's great for you right there. 41-38. This team can beat you in an absolute shootout, or they can beat you in an absolute slugfest, and that's what makes them dangerous come postseason football. Jared Goff knows how to win games. Don't disrespect Jared Goff. Jared Goff has made a Super Bowl before. He's made a Super Bowl before. As a starting quarterback, we started every game that season. Don't disrespect Jared Goff. Great win that was for the Lions. Dan Campbell on Sunday. Cowboys, another good one they got over my New York Giants. And I was so happy to see that. As a massive New York Giants fan, I was happy to see that. Tommy DeVito starting at quarterback. Woo! Let's get ready for another big loss. What I didn't like was the way Brian Dable acted. And we're going to talk about that later in the episode. But I want this number one pick. I want the golden child. I want Caleb Williams starting in New York. That's what makes him perfect. He's a big social media guy. He's going to have a big brand. Put him in New York. That's going to be exciting. Looking forward to that. Hopefully in the next few years as a New York Giants fan. Cowboys, good win. They're improving on 6-3. Seahawks, they got a win to improve to 6-3 against the Washington Commanders. But this team still worries me. I think they're frauds. I truly do. In that division, only winning by three points against the Washington Commanders. I just don't see how they win many more football games. I think they miss the playoffs. Even though they're 6-3, I think they miss the playoffs. You play Arizona, Kyler Murray's deadly. They're not going to make the playoffs to Arizona. But with Kyler Murray... They're deadly. You're not going to beat San Francisco. You're not going to beat Los Angeles Rams. I'm excited to see how this season plays out for Seattle Seahawks. Hopefully my take pays off. I don't think they're meant for playoffs. I really don't. I don't think Geno Smith is meant for another playoff appearance. I think their running game is really struggling. I think DK Metcalf has fallen off a massive cliff. Seahawks, good win against Commanders. Doesn't show me much, though. That might be one of their last wins in the next few weeks. They got a tough schedule coming up. I think they're going to fall off a cliff coming soon. Bookmark it. Seahawks, fall off cliff, don't make the playoffs. Let's finish up these headlines in the NFL super quick. Raiders, Antonio Pierce, great win he had. Sunday night football over the New York Jets. Broncos, defense played great. Russell Wilson, they're on a roll right now. They got a Monday night football win over Buffalo Bills. College basketball, great week we had there. Duke versus Arizona on Friday night. Went to that game. They had really good players. Umar Balo wasn't so impressed by him. Caleb Love definitely wasn't impressed by him. Seems like the same player he was at North Carolina. Had 11 points. Really, two highlight plays. One big block against Mark Mitchell. 
and one halftime buzzer beater that really helped out Arizona in the long run. In a five-point game, three points would be worth a lot. And also, Arizona had kind of a dunk, buzzer being dunk at the end of that game. So if Caleb Love doesn't make that buzzer being three, then maybe Duke goes on to win that game. Never know. But Duke lost to Arizona in that top 12 matchup. Michigan State, I predicted last week that they were going to struggle this season. First game of the year, what do they do? They lose to unranked James Madison at home. Ridiculous. Michigan, my team, kind of unexpected how they're playing right now. 3-0, kind of like the underdog mentality. Good 20-point win they had over St. John's. I'm Madison Square Garden the other night. Indiana, little nugget right here. They're struggling a little bit. McKenzie McBalco, their five-star freshman, only two points the other night. They had two wins in the season, both against way worse opponents, both within double digits. Kind of struggling right there. Indiana, Mike Woodson. Get some things figured out. Year three under Mike Woodson. Georgetown, Ed Cooley in year one. Let's see how things can play out, but lost already. Georgetown deserves to be top of the college basketball world. Ed Cooley struggling already. In year one. I know it's week one in college basketball, but that proves for a long season down the way that ends in April, as we all know. That's about for the headlines this week. Leave thoughts and comments. Now, we had a great week in the NFL last week. Let's have a better one this week. Schoolyard Sports NFL Game Day. If you're not familiar, we picked the top NFL games of the week. Let's get a perfect record right here. Bengals versus the Ravens, Thursday Night Football. Joe Burrow, the gunslinger, didn't play well last week. Ravens shouldn't have lost last week. Like Mike McDonald, John Harbaugh, Mar Jackson, bouncing back this week. They've got a decent running game now going. Got a few new running backs in that system. Lamar Jackson run the ball as he always does. I like the Ravens this one over the Bengals on primetime. For the Bengals, you drop to 5-5 five and five right here. Probably fall out of that playoff picture. That's tough for you right there. Zach Taylor, maybe it's time switching things up. Joe Burrow, Dot T. Higgins the last game. Time switching things up. Let's go Ravens over the Bengals. Steelers versus the Browns. I kind of just hyped the Steelers up in that last segment. I'm going to keep on doing it. I like the Steelers improving to 7-3. Sounds ridiculous, but they improved to 7-3 on the season. Let's go Pittsburgh. Chargers versus the Packers. I like the Chargers in this one. Jordan Love does not seem to be the truth for the Green Bay Packers. And that's tough right there. Let's go Los Angeles over Green Bay. Raiders versus the Dolphins. Now, Raiders are on a hot streak, but the Dolphins are coming off a bye week after a really tough loss in Germany last week. I'm going to go with the Dolphins in this one. They bounce back. Tyreek Hill kind of exposes that defense right there to Tagovailoa. He mostered, and hopefully they get Devon Chain back in this one. Fantasy football people like me have Devon Chain on their IR. Let's hope we can get him back this week for fantasy purposes. Dolphins get a good win. They were a great team when they had Chain. So let's keep thinking, keep it going. Dolphins over the Raiders. Cardinals versus the Texans. CJ Stroud is on a roll. But he has one bad loss in the past few weeks. Who is it to? Carolina Panthers. Let's give him another bad loss. This is one of my biggest upsets of the week. I'm riding the Kyler Murray train hard. I want to stay the Arizona Cardinals franchise quarterback. I don't want them to get the number one pick and take a Drake May, take a Caleb Williams, take a JJ McCarthy. I want them to ride it out with Kyler Murray. So let's go with the Cardinals over the Texans. Sorry, CJ Stroud. Don't win every game. Especially not this one. Cardinals defense locks down. CJ Stroud, look out for Buda Baker. Defense side ball in this one. Kyler Murray carries that offense. Cardinals over the Texans. James Conner, good back for the Cardinals. Next game, Buccaneers versus the Niners. Just talked about in the last segment how Baker Mayfield can be a serviceable NFL quarterback, how he's a good game manager now for the Buccaneers. But the best game manager in the NFL, still Brock Purdy, everybody. Brock Purdy and the 49ers get a nice win over the Buccaneers at home. Cruised over them last year. Makes you think they can't do it again. Niners over the Buccaneers. Jets versus Bills. 
saw this matchup play out a few weeks ago, week one of the NFL season, and Jets won that game. Dramatic fashion, obviously Aaron Rodgers goes down the first four plays of the season. Jets kind of struggle the whole game. Then they get that poetry touchdown to win that game. Bills are really struggling right now. This team's depleted on the defense side of the ball. They're making dumb mistakes. 12 men on the field last game in a game that you should have won. It's got hurt you in the long run, but you do get a nice one right here at home. Bills of the Jets. Vikings versus the Broncos. I like this Broncos squad. Sean Payton is knowing how to coach good football now. Russell Wilson is playing good football right now. 18 touchdowns in the season. Broncos over the Vikings. Sorry, Josh Dobbs. This could be one of the best games of the week, if not the best game of the week. Next one. This is the best game of the week. This is the best game of the season. Eagles versus the Chiefs. Jalen Hurts on one side. Jason Kelsey on one side. Patrick Mahomes on one side. Travis Kelsey on one side. Maybe Taylor Swift is at this game. I, as a football fan, could care less. Maybe some other people couldn't. But it's going to be a really good game. Eagles, potentially the best offensive line in the NFL, one of the most disciplined teams in the NFL. For the Chiefs side of things, they know how to hit you big. They know how to hit you with a great play. Coming off a of bye week, both of these teams, who's going to win this one? I'm going to go with the Kansas City Chiefs. They win this one over the Philadelphia Eagles. Dramatic fashion. Let's go with the big shootout right here. 55 to 50. Chiefs over the Eagles. Compare this to the Rams-Chiefs game a few years ago in Monday Night Football. I know you know which game I'm talking about. That was a great game a few years back. Shootout. Rams won that one 55 to 50. I believe Jared Goff. That was the season they made the Super Bowl. Chiefs couldn't make the Super Bowl that year. They didn't. Chiefs looking like they can make another Super Bowl run this year. Great win in the Super Bowl rematch of last season. Maybe we see this game again in February. But let's go with the Chiefs over Philadelphia Eagles. Final round out. Squared Sports NFL Game Day. Now, top five. This week's top five is the top five best head coaching jobs in college football. Not necessarily jobs that are open, just if any head coaching job were to ever come open to college football for any program, these would be the top five on that list. Let's hop into it. Five places any head coach would want to coach at. Number five, Oregon Ducks. Oregon, Phil Knight, Nike. What else can you say? Great location. Austin Stamps, electric. Great fan base. Easy to get good players there. NIL money. Amazing uniforms, amazing facility, and like I said, amazing stadium in Austin. Oregon, Refive, Dan Lanning, doing a great job up there. Number four, this job would ever come open, people would rush to it. Miami, epicenter of college football a few years back, now a little bit on the downfall. Definitely the epicenter of college football recruiting. Great recruits come out of South Florida, especially Miami, but Miami hasn't landed those recruits in the past few years. Look at Florida, they have the number three recruiting class in the country. Where they get most of those recruits? From Miami. The other schools, Alabama, they get their recruits from Miami. Other big problems, getting recruits from Miami. So why can't Miami get those guys? Fears back, they could. I don't love the job Mario Cristobal is doing right now. This is not written on him, but Miami, if you can be the head coach there, if you can build up a great culture there. Now, really bad stadium. Fans can be bad, as you can argue, but still a good job. Miami football for four. Number three, Michigan Wolverines, the winningest program in college football history. Potentially getting 1,000 wins this season. Michigan, one win away from getting 1,000 wins ever, all time, in college football history. You know how big of a feat that is right there to get 1,000 college ball wins as a program. So you got 999 right now. They beat Maryland this Saturday. That gets you 1,000 wins as a program in history. Already the most winning program in college football. But to get 1,000, coach in the big house, coach on these great uniforms, 
get this great legacy that is at Michigan as being a head coach there. That pride, that's what put them at number three, in my opinion. Number two, Texas Longhorns. Now it's going to be very easy to recruit at Texas. A lot of people like Texas. Not as cold as Michigan. Definitely have that heat, though. Easy. Big 12 conference, even though they're switching to SEC. Who doesn't want to coach in the SEC? I would like to coach in the SEC. I would like to coach in the SEC over any conference if I was a college football head coach, which I'm not. But Texas, number two. And number one, Notre Dame fighting Irish. It's the culture at Notre Dame that everybody loves. There's no debating it. I wouldn't want to coach at Notre Dame, but I think other people would. I think Notre Dame, if you asked everyone in the world, what is the most desirable job in college football for head coach? It's Notre Dame. That's top five. Leave your thoughts in the comments. Now, did you know, this week's Did You Know, it's a great one. Did you know, Detroit Pistons dating back since last year's NBA trade deadline only have five wins. At the trade deadline last year, they traded to Dick Bay, a few other guys, but dating back to last year's NBA trade deadline, the Pistons only have five wins. So the whole second half of last season and all of this season, only five wins combined. Ridiculous for a pro basketball team. Didn't know that? Leave down in the comments. That's bad for Did You Know this week. All right, everybody, here's a little more comms segment for you. Schoolyard Sports Scream. Just kidding. We're going to scream right here on the Big Ten. Sorry, audio listeners, if I just killed your eardrums right there. The Big Ten and what they did to my guy, Jim Harbaugh. I have my free Jim Harbaugh shirt on right now. Let me show it to you, viewers. Free Jim Harbaugh from the Big Ten, from whatever it might be, from his suspension. That is ridiculous. That is going on right now. Michigan almost got a restraining order done by Saturday morning, so Jim Harbaugh could coach. It was actually about 95% done. Then the Big Ten went otherwise, hired a local Pennsylvania lawyer. So then that has to happen. When that happens, there has to be a hearing if you hire a local lawyer, which is kind of ridiculous how the Big Ten did that. The judge is a Michigan alum. Hopefully they choose Michigan's side because this is ridiculous. There is no due process in this process. Where is hearing it out? Where is the evidence that Jim Harbaugh knew this was going on? Cool. Connor Stallings, he got fired. I respect that for the people saying, where is Michigan giving Connor Stallings due process when they fired him? Fair point. He didn't need due process. There was clear as day evidence. But where is the clear as day evidence showing that Jim Harbaugh knew what was going on? Biff Pogey, Charlotte head coach, was Jim Harbaugh's right-hand man for the past three years. He said he was silent in the whole situation, but he went to Twitter typed his little Twitter fingers out, and said, I'm going to stand up for my guy right here. I'm going to stand up for that amazing program and say that I had no understanding of any of this. And I feel like if it was going on, Jim would have told me. So this was all Connor Stallions doing. Whether Connor Stallions was in the wrong, maybe he wasn't. That's my take. But this is ridiculous by the Big Ten right here. Tony Petiti, you are going after the biggest brand in college football, the biggest brand in your conference. You think Ohio State's a big brand? What does Ohio State do for you outside of football? Nothing. What does Michigan do for you outside of football? Everything. Hot take right here. Michigan could, and maybe would, consider leaving the Big Ten for a bigger conference. Maybe that's going to an independent. Maybe that's going to the SEC. Ever it might be. Dickless right here. By the Big Ten. Kevin Warren was better than this. Now Kevin Warren's running the Bears into the ground. Ridiculous right here by Tony Petiti in the Big Ten. Free Jim Harbaugh. My final words right there. 
free Jim Harbaugh. Here's a little mashup for you, a little Squared Sports NFL Scream, and a little Squared Sports NFL Spotlight for you right here. Well, the NFL international games were great, and now they're terrible. I actually mean to rephrase that. When were they ever great? And they've always just been flat out terrible. The times are terrible. The games are terrible. The locations are terrible. It's not interesting. Never will be. The college football games that they do in Dublin every year, they're not so interesting. Week zero, they do it. Last year is Northwestern versus Nebraska. This year is Notre Dame versus Navy. Only Notre Dame fans made out for that game. Irish fans, they really get excited for that? Sure, Notre Dame fighting Irish. Does that really appeal to actual Irishmen? Like they have in Dublin. For the NFL, you're playing at Wembley Stadium at Tottenham Hotspur when they're in season for soccer. Those fields are not going to be good when these guys are playing on turf every game. Now you're going to grass? A different type of grass, a different type of football. Are those fans really interested? You go to the regular Wembley Stadium, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, you say, oh, they're playing in London. Sure, it's cool for the about 5% of people in Europe, even less European sports fans that watch the NFL, and they go to those games. They go to watch their Green Bay Packers. They go to watch their Los Angeles Rams, their New York Giants, their Ravens, their Jacksonville Jaguars, whoever it might be. The times are terrible, the game times. So here's my recommendation. Either flat out get rid of them or play it on a different day. Play it on Saturday. Then you can maybe get a primetime game on Saturday where it's not played at 9 a.m. Play on Saturday night. That's exciting. At least in America, it'll be on Saturday night. Maybe it'll be about a Saturday morning over in London, over in Germany. Let's try and get games in Brazil, Spain next season. Who's going to want to go to an NFL game in Brazil? I, I mean... That's fathoming to me. You can disagree with my take right here. This is my show. I'm going to give you my take. You disagree with it, you go on your show, you go whatever you do, and make your take. I'm just saying I hate the NFL international games. They're flat out terrible. You might say you like them. What happens in five years, six years, when London gets a Super Bowl and you're watching it at 9 a.m.? What's the fix there, Roger Goodell? That's about it for my spotlight this week. Leave it down in the comments. Now, it's November, everybody. What it means for November in college football is that your favorite team might get your playoff hopes crushed, or you might be getting a new head coach. It's the college football coaching carousel. Everybody, let's hop into it. Few big names in the market, few big jobs open. Let's hop into it. The schools are going to be listening right here. Michigan State, Texas A&M, Mississippi State, Arkansas, even though that job isn't open yet, it will be at the end of the season, in my opinion. UCLA came out to that Chip Kelly will be fired at the end of the season. So we're going to give all those names. I'm going to give you who I think will be the head coach of those schools. Starting off, Michigan State. Chip Kelly just got fired from UCLA. Let's see him go over to Michigan State. Let's see him build his innovative offense over there. Let's see how he does against Ohio State, Michigan, UCLA, USC, Oregon, Washington in the Big Ten next year. Chip Kelly over to Michigan State. Texas A&M, who are they going to hire? A little bit of a coincidence right here. Last hit coach they hired, Florida State, Texas A&M, Jimbo Fisher. I like Mike Norvell from Florida State to Texas A&M. Now, you might be saying, you're out of your mind. Why would Mike Norvell leave an undefeated Florida State to go to Texas A&M? Well, frankly, at Florida State, his high school recruiting hasn't been so great. Can't recruit five-star high schoolers. Hasn't done it yet. Won't be able to recruit a top three 
high school football class at Florida State, maybe because they don't have that NIL money. Now, if they go undefeated this season, there is still an argument to put them outside of the playoff. Why? Because they're in the ACC, and they don't play anybody. You go to the SEC, you got Texas A&M. You have the biggest NIL money in the world. You're going to get a big, fat contract. You're going to get whatever players you want. What Mike Norvell has done at Florida State is that he's gotten so many good transfers. Jordan Travis, transfer. Jermaine Johnson a few years ago, transfer. Keon Coleman, transfer. Johnny Wilson, transfer. Jaheim Bell, transfer. It's a repetitive pattern right here. This whole team, all the stars in this team, are built off of the transfer portal. If you can incorporate that with amazing recruits at A&M, sky's the limit. Don't be afraid to do what you did last time, hiring a Florida State guy to go at A&M. Don't be afraid to do it. A&M goes after Mike Norvell, and they get him. Mississippi State, they just fired Zach Garnett. Who are they going to hire as their next head coach? Dan Mullen built an empire at Mississippi State for about 10 years. Then he said, see ya. Take the high road. I'm going to Florida. Now, had a great few years at Florida. They got fired at Florida. What can he do at Mississippi State? Maybe they just say, hey, Dan, we're still kind of mad what you did to us last time, but you have no job. We have no head coach. You were great with us. Let's get back. Dan Mullen, back with Mississippi State. I'd love to see it. Dan Mullen goes back to Mississippi State. Their goal every year should be 8-10 to 10 wins. Maybe get someone great. Maybe get... A good win over Ole Miss. Maybe you beat another great team in LSU. Maybe you beat a Georgia. Maybe you beat an Alabama. Dan Mullen had a few great years at Mississippi State. He had some great players. Had Montez Sweat, Jonathan Abram. Had a good quarterback in Nick Fitzgerald. Built up Dak Prescott into the quarterback he is today. Dan Mullen, the quarterback whisperer, you call him. Mississippi State gets back with Dan Mullen. Arkansas, who are they going to hire? They're going to go after Jamie Chadwell. Liberty head coach. I thought Jamie Chadwell should have got a big-time job last year. He unfortunately didn't get it, but Jamie Chadwell has built up a great empire already at Liberty, built up a great empire at Coastal Carolina, went over to Liberty, one year at Liberty, they're 10 No, Jamie Chadwell knows how to build up a program pretty well. If they don't get Jamie Chadwell, look out for Kendall Briars. Was a great offense coordinator for years under Sam Pittman, and this is saying Sam Pittman gets fired. I don't want to jump the gun right here, but it's looking like Sam Pittman's going to get fired. That's why we're doing this. Kendall Briars, Went over to TCU, just got fired by TCU. He was great at Arkansas, great in SEC. What if he goes back to Arkansas, this time as the head coach? So Jamie Chadwell, Kendall Browse, my two top choices for Arkansas. For UCLA, Allen LA, one of the biggest desirable jobs. You've got five-star freshman quarterback, Dante Moore, running the pound right now after he was a big star for you at the beginning of the season, then fell off a little bit. He's the future of this program. you got a lot of big recruits coming up. Who could they get as their next head coach? I think it's a bit... Outrageous that they're firing Chip Kelly after a few great seasons he had there. If there were nothing with Jim Moore, if there were nothing a few years before Chip Kelly got there, it's outrageous that they're firing him. But nonetheless, they are. Who are they going to get? What if they get Jimbo Fisher? Jimbo in LA? Dante Moore and Jimbo Fisher? Who says no? Sonny Dykes, definitely an opportunity for them right there. Had a great year at TCU last year, struggling at TCU this year. Used to be the head coach at Cal, has West Coast ties. James Franklin could be a little bit sick of Penn State. He was always linked to USC. Maybe it's time for a change of scenery for both squads. James Franklin and Penn State. He go to UCLA. And the big fat fish, Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer, the most controversial man in college football every year. But he knows how to build the program. Built up Utah. Built up Florida. Built up Ohio State. Drove the Jacksonville Jaguars into the ground. But that's a franchise, not a program. What can he do at UCLA? I think the top choice for UCLA should be Jimbo Fisher. But if they can't get Jimbo... Look somewhere else. Look at James Franklin. Look at a Sunny Dykes. Look at an Urban Meyer. That's about for the coaching carousel. Leave your thoughts in the comments.
Now, College Ball Showcase. Now we roll. Top 25. Then my hot takes for the week. Last week, our hot takes. Five of six. Arguably the best week we've ever had in Squared Sports. Only one loss. That was picking almost over Georgia. It didn't happen. But new top 25. Squared Sports top 25. I don't care about your CFP requirements. I don't care about what you think head-to-head means. I don't care what you think about resume and this and that. Here's my authentic college ball fan. Top 25. 25, Iowa Hawkeyes. 24, Kansas State. 23, Oklahoma State. Rough loss to UCF last week. Beat Oklahoma. They lose to UCF 45-3. Make it make sense. 22, Kansas. Same thing. They're on a roll. Then they lose to Texas Tech. 21, James Madison. Can't be ranked in the sea of people. They can be ranked in the squared sports authentic college ball fan poll. 20, North Carolina. Good win they had against Duke. A few times they should have lost that game. They're resilient. They won it. 19, Utah. 18, Arizona. Those two will be facing off this week. That might be a little preview to right there. Wins that game by the ranking. 17, Notre Dame. 16, LSU. LSU has one of the deadliest offenses in college football and one of the most atrocious defenses in college football. 15, Tulane. 14, Oklahoma. 13, Penn State. There to see if P chances are over after a bad loss to Michigan. 12, Ole Miss. 11, Missouri. Missouri throttled Tennessee on Saturday, just like I predicted. 10, Oregon State. Big matchup against number 5, Washington this week. Number 9, Louisville. Louisville, they still have CFP chances. If they can somehow win the ACC, they're 12-1 squad. That's a CFP resume right there. 9, Louisville. 8, Alabama. 7, Texas. I said I sometimes don't care about head-to-head. I think if Alabama and Texas played right now, it's a coin flip for me. That's why I'm sticking with the head-to-head. Texas, number 7. Alabama, number 8. Oregon, number 6. Washington, number 5. I will value the head-to-head right here. Washington flat-out beat Oregon. But I think 9 times out of 10, Oregon wins that game. We're going to see that in 3 weeks in that Pac-12 championship game. Number 4, Florida State. 3, Ohio State. This offense... A little bit mediocre, improving a little bit. They rely on Marvin Harrison Jr. A little too much. Ryan Day hasn't been coaching the best this season, but that defense, Jim Knowles, is elite. Two, Georgia Bulldogs. Georgia, defense is dominant. Offense is really good. But some games this season, look at South Carolina game. Look at the Auburn game. Look at the Missouri game just two weeks ago. Too many close games. They're at number two. And number one, the best team in college football. Go Blue! Free Jim Harbaugh. Go Michigan. This is not me as the biased Michigan fan. I am a Michigan fan. I am a bit biased, you could say. But I love this Michigan football team. What they did last week, they gave you the signs. They said, we're going to run the ball. Run, 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 and then run 10 times more. Then 10 times more than that. And then 10 times more than that. They ran the ball every single play from the 741 mark in the second quarter until the end of that game, and they won. This defense is elite. They gave up a late game Really nothing. Touchdown, Drew Aller. Drew Aller got that touchdown. Made it 24-15. Didn't have much of an effect. Jerome Moore. What a coach game that was. Most teams going into Happy Valley. 110,000 fans. Third most packed crowd ever in Happy Valley in Penn State. You're going to lose that game. Now you're saying you have an interim head coach? Now you're definitely losing that game. No. Michigan was resilient. They won that game. My top 25. Number one, Michigan. Hopefully I can persuade and convince you enough. My top 25. Hot takes. Come right up. Now, the hot takes for the week. You know how we roll? I give you my six college ball hot takes and see how we do on it. Usually, we don't get that perfect record. But let's go for that perfect record this week. Five of six last week. Maybe the best week ever 
for the hot takes. Like I said, only loss was Ole Miss versus Georgia. Let's get that perfect record this week. Usually do six. We're going to do seven this week. And we're going to do the bonus hot take first. The first hot take of the day. The Michigan football program sitting at 999 wins gets their 1,000th win. And the hot take is Jim Harbaugh coaches this game. And also, they throttle Maryland. Spread is 19 and a half. They destroy Maryland by about 30. Let's go, Michigan. If I was a betting man, which I'm not, I'm only 15 years old, Michigan over Maryland gets the 1,000th program win. Whew. If this was a home game, Michigan, I think, could have rushed the field. 1,000 wins? It's a big deal. But they're going to rush it the next week versus Ohio State. A little preview for right there. In that game, Michigan over Maryland. 1,000th win in program history. That's the bonus one. Now, six hot takes for the week. Let's hop into it. Louisville destroys Miami. Even though it's in Florida, I like Louisville to destroy Miami. Keep their CFP chances alive year one under Jeff Brown. They have the TCU of college football this year. They're exciting. I like it. Jack Plummer, only one-point favorites over Miami. Miami definitely could have won against Florida State last week. With Emory Williams, at quarterback. Then Emory Williams went down. Looks like his career could be in jeopardy, sadly. Tyler Van Dyke had to play in that one. Didn't play well. He'll start again in this one. Won't play well. Louisville over Miami. Arizona over Utah. Arizona, what an amazing season they've had so far. After losing a few games at the start of the season, they've been an absolute roll. Three losses on the season. One to Washington, very close game. One to USC in double overtime. And one to Mississippi State in a very close home game. If you win those three games, you're a top three team in college football. They didn't win those three games, sadly. But still, USC should have won that game. Utah beat USC. Utah, really bad loss last week against Washington. Yes, it was a close game, but still. Got to get those wins. Got to win those games. Keep those Pac-12 championship hopes alive. I'm going to the hot hand. Nick Fafiata, great quarterback for Arizona this season. Arizona over Utah. Georgia versus Tennessee. Some people are going to think I'm going to go with Joe Milton in Tennessee. When in doubt, been against Joe Milton. Georgia, they throttle Tennessee on the road this weekend. Kansas versus Kansas State. State championship, you call it. Kansas State favored in this one. Chris Kleiman could be one of his last games ever at Kansas State. Maybe he takes one of those big head coaching jobs. Maybe he takes the AM job. Maybe he takes the Michigan State job, if offered. Kansas, they win this one. Lance Leipold could also be one of his last games at Kansas, but they get the win. Kansas, money line. Throwing a little bit of betting out there this week. Even though I'm only 15, here are betting picks. Better trust it. Five or six last week, like I said. Kansas over Kansas State. Now here's the two games where we get really excited with it. Really risky with it. Iowa State upsets the Texas Longhorns. It's always the Texas thing. It would be the most Texas thing ever to ruin their college ball playoff chances in one of the last weeks of the season. What a better time to do it. Sadly, Texas running back Jonathan Brooks, torn ACL, out for the season. Quinn Ewers already announced that he'll be coming back next season. Now there's that cushion off to say that, hey, this might be my last chance ever to make a college ball playoff with Texas. No. Texas. Loses to Iowa State. Iowa State has been on a roll since those first few games of the season. They have a great win over Oklahoma State. They have a really bad loss to Ohio on the road. And they have a really bad loss to Iowa on the road. But here are some games right here. Down the stretch, Matt Campbell knows how to win a game. Night game in Ames, Iowa. Now, if Texas wins this game, good for you. Big statement win. But Texas has been so atrocious in the second half these past few games. Iowa State destroyed BYU last week. Now, Texas did the same with BYU a few weeks ago, but Iowa State was able to destroy TCU. They were able to beat a few of these teams that Texas has just been way too close with. So here's the biggest upset of the week for right here. Iowa State over Texas. Bookmark it. Texas, CFP chances go in the dumpster. Star of Caesar, Iowa State over Texas. Now, 
the game of the week. Number 10, Oregon State versus number 5, Washington. Damian Martinez, good running back. Deidre Wangalai, his comeback story, in full effect. Two losses on the season, both by three points. One to Arizona, by three points, game-losing field goal. And one to Washington State, by three points, game-losing field goal. What a fall from grace Washington State has had. They started out 4-0. They're sending four wins right now still. Ridiculous. But Washington, one of the best teams in the country, we know how they roll. They beat Stanford 42-33. Stanford played Oregon State last week. Scores 62-17 Oregon State. This offense is elite. What Washington can struggle with is an elite offense that they're going up against. Damian Martinez, DJ Wangale, and Washington's playoff hopes. Now, it's just one loss, but they end the hopes. They're going to lose to Oregon in the Pac-12 championship game. They might even lose next week to Washington State. Don't call me ridiculous for saying that. Let's go with Oregon State. Biggest upset of the week over Washington. That's part of the hot takes. Leave it down in the comments. Now, at the buzzer. This week's at the buzzer. Let's make it a little quick right here. A little hurry-up offense. For a guy who likes to do hurry-up offense. Kyler Murray of the Arizona Cardinals. I think they should keep Kyler Murray. For however many seasons it might be. This contract is non-tradable that he has right now. And he's playing like a franchise quarterback. Now, do you really want to take a risk, a gamble on a rookie quarterback like Caleb Williams when you don't have your roster built up? Or do you want to take on a guy who's experienced and can win with a lackluster roster like Kyler Murray? I would keep Kyler Murray. I hope Jonathan Gannon, I hope Michael Bidwell, their owner, would think the same. I like Kyler Murray as the quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals. I think he works well in that system. Caleb Williams, what would he do for the Arizona Cardinals? Because Kyler Murray's been great. What is the biggest difference of Kyler Murray and Caleb Williams that we've seen from their college careers? Both were transfers. Both in the Heisman. Both were in that Lincoln Riley system. What makes you think Caleb Williams will be any better than what Kyler Murray is? Nothing. In my opinion. Now, Caleb Williams, I think he's a generational prospect. I don't think the Cardinals can take that gamble when you already have a franchise quarterback in Kyler Murray. They're not going to do it, and they shouldn't do it. Don't take that risk. Don't take that gamble. You could say, well, Arizona Cardinals did a few years ago when they had Josh Rosen, who they thought they could be their franchise quarterback, and they took Kyler. No, Josh Rosen looked like a bust from day one. Kyler Murray's a proven franchise quarterback. He has the proven franchise quarterback deal that you can't get rid of. Kyler Murray. Needs to be the guy for this team for years going forward. I like Kyler or anybody else. The Arizona Cardinals, that's out the buzzer for this week. Now, the best for last question day. This week's question day is, where will Shohei Otani end up this offseason? Now, there's big smoke and mirrors going on right now, and everybody's going crazy because he declined the qualifying offer the Angels gave him. Who wouldn't decline that qualifying offer? Nowhere's near the money he'll get. He's going to get generational money. From any team, including the Los Angeles Angels. This is not him saying, I'm done with you, Angels. It's him saying, I need the biggest deal in MLB history. So don't forget about it. Where will Shohei Otani end up this offseason? Leave thoughts on that in the comments. That's Pop Squared Sports in the Lane. Frank, Epson145. Thank you for tuning in. Follow Squared Sports on Instagram, at Squared Sports. Follow Squared Sports on Twitter, at Squared Sport. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and view the best sports content in the world. We'll see you back here next week. Epson146 for the big Thanksgiving, the game, Michigan versus Ohio State episode. Stay tuned.